Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his newsmaking interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. It's Eddie Trunk, and welcome to another edition of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, new every Thursday, podcastone.com, and of course, Apple Podcasts. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for subscribing. Coming to you from Los Angeles, recording this open on a Tuesday prior to our post day of Thursday. My schedule is extra wacky over the next couple of months, really. So just trying to pick my spots to bring you guys a new interview and some new content every Thursday here for the podcast. Uh, and I appreciate you guys checking it out, like I said, wherever you are around the world. Just finishing up a couple unexpected days here at the Sirius XM Studios in Los Angeles, where I've been coming very often, more than once a month lately. I was just here to do uh, some work for, again, the brand new facility they opened and had some uh, had a good time here with some uh, great artists, including Stephen Piercy, Dave Navarro coming by my show. I'll try to bring you those interviews as podcasts sometime in the near future. They're available right now, of course, if you're a SiriusXM subscriber on demand on the SiriusXM app. Like I tell you, the interviews you hear on this show, most of them at least, originated on my show volume. Uh, the channel volume, the show Trunk Nation on Channel 106, which is live Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Replay now at a new time of 10 to midnight Eastern, all on volume Channel 106. The show is Trunk Nation, talking rock with you every day, Monday through Friday. Check it out. If you're in the U.S. or Canada, please come on board and become a subscriber and get involved in all of this stuff live as it happens. Here on the podcast, I give you a tiny little taste of some of the things that I do on that show on a daily basis. Uh, Coming up this weekend, I'm at Exit 111, which, of course, is a massive, massive rock festival, and that is going down in Manchester, Tennessee. I'll be hosting it all three days. Extremely excited for that. And from there, I go right to San Diego and jump on the Megadeth cruise the second day it sails. I'll be getting on uh, in San Diego and hopefully staying on for the whole time. There's some 
potential issues with that. I'm not 100% sure about as far as the port and all that, but hopefully on for the duration and doing my volume show from the cruise uh, the entire week. So be sure to listen from the high seas and hear everything live as it happens with all the great bands on board that. And, of course, the big question there remains, do we get and do we see Dave Mustaine on the ship, and to what degree will he perform? So Mega uh, Exit 111 followed by Mega Cruise, and then the D.O. Bowling stuff is coming up. I've got uh, a last-in-line show October 19th. I'm hosting in Tulsa at the IDL Ballroom. Tons of good stuff. The best thing to do to keep up is follow on Twitter at Eddie Trunk for info, news, and updates. EddieTrunk.com is the website. Instagram at Eddie Trunk and a fan page as well on Facebook. But Twitter is where you will get the most accurate and up-to-date information from me on all of the stuff going on. And there is a ton. Houston, I'm coming back there soon for Foamhenge. Just uh, the next couple months, just absolutely crazy. Follow along, and I hope to see you if you're attending some of these events. And uh, should be a good time. Hey, before we go any further, let me tell you about Pluto TV. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. You can watch over 100 TV channels, thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch for free. Pluto TV, it's the easy, completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. So what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What, what could you possibly be waiting for? Never pay for TV again. By downloading Pluto TV, you can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Pluto TV. So very quick open here because we got two interviews for you, and both of them this week are going to take you back to the 70s, which for me is my favorite era for rock music. And we're going to open the show with an interview with Pat Travers. I had a chance to spend time with Pat when I did my radio show from Shawnee, Oklahoma. Pat was added on to a Deep Purple show in Shawnee a few weeks ago as the opening act. And Pat jammed with Deep Purple that night. He's a great guy. It's always fun to talk to him. I'll be seeing him at Foamhenge, actually, coming up. His band kicks ass. And we had a great little visit and drop-by from Pat Travers that I'm going to bring to you to open this week's podcast. And then second, I will have Frank Domino and Punky Meadows from the band Angel. Just about a week ago, Angel have released their first new album in a really long time. It's called Risen. It's out now. If you were a fan of these guys in the 70s and you're aware of them, it's definitely something you should check out. They just wrapped up some touring as well. And uh, great guys and really, you know, it's interesting because obviously it's not all the original members, but in the day and age that we're in now, Okay, where we have bands with one or no original members, or maybe the original member is like the bass player or the drummer. Angel, as it's currently constituted, is the original singer, Frank Domino, and the original guitar player, Punky Meadows. So that's pretty good. And the other guys are obviously, you know, killer musicians as well. So be sure to check it out if you were a fan of that band. They are out doing stuff again and have a new record out. We'll talk a little bit about that with Frank and Punky, who came by my studio in New York City a few weeks ago, just before they left for, I believe, a tour of Japan. So a lot to cover. We're definitely going to get seven. Centric on this week's podcast, Pat Travers 
and Angel. We'll start with Pat. We'll follow with Angel. Enjoy the interviews on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast, and thanks for listening. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, just want to say a big thank you guys for listening to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. And we'd like to ask a small but very important favor of you, and it'll only take a few minutes. And if you're one of the very first people to do it, Podcast One will make it worth your time, literally. We need you to complete a very short survey. And I know you're hammered with these surveys and customer reaction stuff probably constantly, but it would really help me out if you would do this. Really short survey because the information you give us can help make things better for the show and you as a listener. All I ask is that when you get a second, go to podcastone.com slash survey and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastone.com, podcastone.com slash survey. The first 250 people who complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to amazon.com. And two grand prize winners will be selected at random to get a $100 Amazon gift card. How about that? Free money. It's a win-win. Our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us cater to needs of you as a listener. So please do me a favor and maybe win some money. Just go to podcastone.com slash survey, answer some quick questions, and potentially make some money along the way. And thank you for being a dedicated listener to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome back. Eddie Trunk, the Eddie Trunk podcast. Our first interview is with Pat Travers. As I mentioned, this is coming to you from Shawnee, Oklahoma, just before Pat opened for Deep Purple that night a couple weeks ago. Be seeing Pat at Foamhenge coming up in Houston. Fun guy to talk to, some great tunes, great guitar player. Enjoy the conversation. Good to see you, man. Eddie, it's awesome. I'm going to move your microphone. Oh, yes. Hold on a second. Go ahead. There you go. Now okay. we can hear you properly. Yeah. There we got you. Good uh, to see you, Pat. It's awesome to see you. I've got uh, David Pastorius. Hello. David, bass. your bass player. Yeah. And Tommy Craig on drums. We don't have a mic for Tommy, but Tommy is here. Tommy, good to yeah. see you as well. That cruise we did was awesome because all those bands like King's X and Tesla and Extreme. Oh, my God. Frank Hannon's still going off about yeah. you. Yeah. jammed with frank or right, something right we did we got up but i know you know i've met all those guys and uh they kind of appreciate what i do so that was that was cool do was, you enjoy the uh, doing the cruises you're going to be on the on the blue cruise and you're the, on that yeah one too. i broadcast this show on those cruises it yeah. looks very interesting yeah. i mean it's a very esoteric uh lineup right oh you're uh, going to give it a kick in the pants yeah, oh i love it yeah that's <laughs> that's what i like to do yeah, yeah it's going to be fun yeah. so what what this is a one-off for you on the purple tour right yeah well, uh, you know we um Actually, I go way back with Deep Purple. Uh, first of all, I was a huge fan when I was 14, 13, with Richie and Hush and sure. uh, Kentucky Woman and all that stuff. And uh, I was, I'd just gotten a guitar. I was 12 years old. Um, but then I moved to England in 75. And in 76, my manager at the time was chummy with uh, some of the guys from Purple because they were from Birmingham, England. And uh, so I met them all. I met Glenn Hughes, and Glenn and I have uh, 
you know, done some recording, and uh, he's going to be on that cruise. Glenn's too. an old friend. He's an yeah. amazing. My God, Glenn can still sing. Oh, he never lost. It's amazing. No, so voice. it was that version of Purple, not the, the, uh, well. No, yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was uh, Tommy Bowen was in the band. But oh, then, yeah. all right. But then later in '81, Richie Blackmore, uh, we did a tour with Rainbow, a co-headlining tour, and that was so I know Roger and right, uh, right. You know, uh, it was uh, yeah. I got a connect, and I saw Deep Purple. In 1972 in Montreal when they were doing Machine Head and Richie was just like, he had, uh, anytime his guitar went out of tune, he had two guys. He had a catcher and a, and a he'd just like throw it over his head. The white strat, a guy behind him would catch it. Another guy would run over and put another guitar. I think he threw guitar. a lot of things. He threw a, <laughs> Oh, he was awesome. I think yeah. him throwing things may be a reason why he's not playing tonight in this band anymore, It might Pat. be. Um, actually, Richie and I got along really well, but I could see where it would be difficult to deal with him on a long-term basis. You you we, you mentioned when you walked in, too, because I had forgotten about this, that you, tour, you did a tour opening for Rush, too, right? My very first tour. Of the U.S. in 1978 in the winter was with Rush, and they weren't uh, they they had gold records, but they got no airplay and they got no press. But we did all the sheds in the Midwest and every and they sold out every night. It was a fantastic tour for us. I you forgot you're, you that you are Canadian, right? Yes, so I was born in Toronto. How yeah. long? How long did you live in Canada? Because you live you've lived in Florida for a long time, right? I I, I left uh, Canada when I just turned twenty one and went to England. But here's a rush story. Uh, in about seventy four, I was living in Toronto. And I I went, uh, I had a date with a girl and she wanted to go to a musical uh, in downtown Toronto in the afternoon, which we did. And then we went for a beer at a club on Yonge Street and we walked in and there was myself, the gal I was with, the bartender and the waiter and that was it. And then after a few minutes, the band came on, and it was Rush, and they played all of Fly By Night, and it was just me and oh my, my girlfriend. God. And, you know, for some reason, I never brought that up to them. I, n- I never mentioned that. I, I saw you with three people? Yeah, I, uh, well, less than that. It was, you know, we were the only paying customers. But. Billy Gibbons tells a story. in the new, There's a new ZZ Top documentary, and Billy Gibbons tells this story about they when they first started touring they actually played a show and there was a curtain and the curtain went up as they started playing their first song and there was literally one yeah. person in the room <laughs> yeah. one guy standing in the middle of the floor with a beer and bopping his head and then after like two songs it felt so the guy felt so awkward he started to leave <laughs> he turned around and billy said from the stage he said no 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 don't leave because we need one at least yeah, one person one to keep playing person, yeah. and he said they played their full set and that was it and billy yeah. said they they refer to this guy as the guy because that's all they know him as. Yeah. But Billy said to this day they still see him showing up at, at the shows. That so you, did you ever have crazy things like that Absolutely. when you were starting out? Absolutely, <laughs> because uh, that situation that Rush were in, they were in a club that they played five or six nights a week. Right. Did four sets a night. And what I saw was their Saturday afternoon matinee. So I did all <laughs> of that. And the matinees... 
were the worst, especially in Quebec, because they were on Sundays. You know, and it's like you got you you would have been up till three in the four in the morning the night before, right? Right, right. and you got to come back at two o'clock in the afternoon, and it's terrible because the lights are on and it stinks, and you're not in the mood, and there's nobody there, but you still got to play. But that's how you get good at your. Well, gig, you know, you, you know, when you walked in here and, and saw me just before we went on the air, you said what a lot of people say when they see me in the place we're in right now, which is. You know, honestly, very farm, you know, yeah. right out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. We're in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we're not far from Oklahoma City, but right yeah, where we right are now. is right in, in Shawnee, Oklahoma. I mean, there's not a lot around, you know. You, yeah, you're not but there's a, a lot of people that like great music That's my point. Here. People yeah. ask me all the time, well, you go there so much. It's like, what, what's going on there? And my friend Brad first brought me here when he did mm-hmm. the first Rocklahoma Yo, back in the day. And ever since, it's just opened yeah. so much opportunities because I find, look, I'm not a musician, so you could speak on this better than I, but I find that the people here are so appreciative that you take the time to connect with them and come see them, play for them, meet them, talk to them as I would, whatever it is, that it, they're very, very passionate rock fans exactly. in these parts of the country. No, Did you always find that, Tori? Uh, yes, absolutely. I found um and even like further south down in Odessa and Texas and uh, those little oil towns and stuff, it was the same thing. They were just huge rock fans. And the support was amazing because, you know, they, did, they didn't get a lot of artists. And then when they did, they, they had to drive, you know, 60 yeah. 80, 100 miles to get to the shows. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how many people I meet because I travel now probably more than I ever have in my life the last few years, and I can't tell you how many people I meet that say to me, hey, Eddie, thanks for yeah. knowing there's more than New York and L.A. out there. Yeah. Because I, obviously I'm from the New York market. That's where I live my whole right. life. But th- 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 there's more than New York. And I do a lot in New York and L.A., don't get me wrong, but it's great to connect with people in these other places. For example, a couple, uh, few weeks ago we did a show in Canada in Saskatchewan, Saskatoon. Saskatchewan, which is this northern city in the middle of the place. Todd Kearns is from there. Awesome. They are just the best people, yeah. and they come from a couple of hundred miles around, and and it's uh, the demographic is totally broad, but they just love and support music, and that's a and, and then. You put on your best shows, yeah. you know. You really want to impress. Yeah, they're not people. jaded. They they're they're no, excited that you're all. there, and as long as you deliver, they're gonna they're gonna bring it back to you. That's, exactly. that's really something I've always seen. Okay, so a couple <coughs> things I need to ask you, but before we get to that, I want to make sure before so that we don't run out of time and don't shortchange you. Tell everybody because you'd said before we went on the air. There's a couple things you got going on now. You want to let people know about. So let's make sure you get that out. Right with uh, with my band with Tommy and David, we've been working on uh, what is going to be a new album next year. And when I say album, I mean old school Good. album. Good. Obviously, it'll be digital, but it's designed to be an album with. A gatefold, tons of photos. Well, you so you'll do vinyl, and, you'll do CD, you'll we'll, do we'll have all yeah, yeah, of right, that. Right. But my idea is to make because I used to make albums and I was good at it. Of not, course, not just the content, but the artwork and everything. So we're focusing on that, and we've been in the studio already and recorded a few songs, and we released one. It's called "Racing the Storm." It's available as a download and streaming. 
And there's a video on YouTube. Uh, I think it says rock legend Pat Travers racing yeah. the storm. It's a great tune. And uh, then this other thing, uh, we did an album right around Christmas. Uh, it's uh, 1940s era, big band swing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, we did. Rocked up or in that format? Four of the tunes are rocked up yeah. with the trio, and we'll play uh, one of those tonight Sing, Sing, Sing. And then I, I got the full on horn section and uh, upright bass and Woody Herman's touring drummer, and I did Opus One and Apple Honey and uh, Take the A Train. And, and uh, it's, it sounds awesome, and it's doing great. So. Swing and Racing the Storm. So you're playing as a trio now with Tommy yeah. and David. That's uh, the band. Yeah. And, and David, how long have you been in w- playing with Pat now? I think uh, I've been about three years now. Yeah. But, uh, Tommy, yeah. we don't have a mic for Tommy, but. Going on four years. Going, going on four <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah, so you got a killer power trio here. Yeah. And David, I mentioned as soon as I was introduced to you, I mean, it, you're a bass player and you can't not acknowledge your last name yeah. as Pistorius. Jocko was your. Nephew. No, no, you're I'm Jocko's, oh, you're no, no, Jocko's no, no. nephew. I'm Jocko's nephew. Wow. Did you see the doc that Robert Trujillo did? Yeah. Where, did you like it? Did you feel <clears> it, yeah, was it was good? Yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah. I thought he did a great job with it. I'm actually on the soundtrack. Oh, I played, okay. I, played with a, I used to play with a rapper named Tech 9 Oh, right. Okay. City. So I'm on the song with him. It's a song called Shine. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and so so Jocko was your uncle. Yes. And did he? Did you knew him? I assumed. Or it's funny. I only met him like twice. Okay. In my life. Um, I think the documentary kind of well, opened your well, eyes to him, right? Well, a little in bit. A way. But, I mean, yeah. I grew up hearing his music, but uh, he died when I was ten, mm-hmm. and I started at fifteen. Yeah. Absolutely had nothing to do with him. I was. That's what I was curious about. If being a bass player had yeah. anything to do with the fact that he was your uncle. I had a buddy that played bass in school, and he took out the bass one day. I started playing. I, I was like, "What instrument is that?" And he's like, "It's a bass, <laughs> dummy. That's what your uncle played." So, wow. Like my original heroes were guys like Robert, uh, Robert Trujillo, Flea, right. Steve Harris, right. more like the rock metal kind of thing. Right, right, so, yeah. right, right. Um, all right, so I got to ask, I got to tell you this story, Pat. You're going to love this. Okay. So just before you were, yeah, well, yeah, throw, throw the headset on Tommy so we can hear from Tom. Tommy, anything you want to plug or promote or mention before I'm, I, I want to make sure you get a second uh, in here? I'm pretty good. Just the scum, the scum, <laughs> scum, uh, the scum rocks that you had a part in. That's still Which, out there. It's being shot for the TV show. So, all right. Yeah. So we're still waiting to hear on that. All you'll, right. Cool. You'll, you'll know about that, and that's about it. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, 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 Pat, there's a band that's touring with Purple tonight. Right. Yeah. They're a young band. They're in their early yeah. 20s. I just had them on before you. Cool band. They're called Joyous Wolf. Straight up, cool, cool young rock band. So I was asking them if they knew about you, and they said, we, we've heard, you know, they're 23 yeah. or whatever. We heard of them. We, you know, we, we hear uh, boom, boom. Everybody said boom. They said, they said to me that when I, on Twitter, said you were coming on, they said, if you look, everybody's just typing boom, 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 yeah. boom. So I was just like, okay, yeah. I said, but I said, the, 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 all respect to boom, boom. I said, my yeah. snorting whiskey is the song for me with right, that, right? Yeah. So they go, what? Snort, I said, snorting whiskey, drinking cocaine. They said, well, we thought you said that wrong. That's really what the song is called. And I said, <laughs> so I'm educating the youth yeah. about snorting whiskey, drinking cocaine. But here's the story about this, right? First of all, I'm sure you've told the story a zillion times, but, but for the audience maybe that never heard it, indulge me one last time and tell the story of that because it had to do with Pat Thrall, right? Yeah, uh, Pat Thrall, who was a uh, play guitar in my band from uh, San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, 
we were recording our Crash and Burn album, or at least rehearsing the music for it in North Miami at a rehearsal studio. And rehearsals were set for approximately 2 p.m. every day. And I would get there early because I had my four-track tape and I was working on songs, etc. And the other guys would show up, you know, to 2.30, maybe 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, no patrol. 4 o'clock, no patrol. 5 o'clock, the big studio door gets poof, kicked in. And here he comes. He's got his girlfriend. Her, her right boob is out. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And you know they're, As would. they're trying to keep their their heads are like this, but their bodies underneath them are you know. swaying. So I said, "PT, what have you been doing?" And he goes, snorting whiskey and drinking cocaine. And I mean, he really said that. And I had that riff, the digga digga dan, and I went, I got a song, and I wrote that song in about twelve minutes, and. He doesn't even really remember doing that. But he, because he was so banged up from the <laughs> night before, yeah, yeah, he yeah. just he, he, he reversed it. Yeah. So so listen to this. Now this is this is where I'm going to jump in on this story. I told this to the guys that were just in here before. So do you know the show Counting Cars? Have you yeah, ever seen oh, that yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, Danny Coker. Danny Coker. We did a. Uh, we played it as Vamped in Vegas last year. Yeah, great spot. And he recorded uh, snort whiskey, whiskey, and I play guitar on it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you know all that. Yeah. All right. So he has a band called Count Seventy Seven. Right. Great guitar player in his band, Stony Curtis. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great player, and so so. Danny's a friend. Stoney's a friend. So like six months ago, they're playing a car show, ironically, here in Oklahoma. It was at, over by Tulsa. And I happen to be in town. So he says, hey, come down. You know, come to this car. We'll hang afterwards, whatever. So I go. I see his band. And then afterwards, he says, come back to the hotel. Let's have some drinks. So we go to the, ho- the hotel bar. Me, some friends, Danny, his group, we're all hanging out. So, Obviously, his wife wasn't with him. No, she was not there. Corey was not there. <laughs> there would have been no drinks in the bar. <laughs> so, so we, so we sit down and we start having a couple drinks. And I, Danny, sit next to me. I said to Danny, I go, I said, Hey, man, that was a killer version of snorting whiskey you played tonight. And he said, Yeah. He goes, Thanks, man. And I go, um, And then Danny turns to me and he goes, Do you know that that's actually something you can do? I said, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, snorting whiskey is a thing. I said, get the hell out of here. Now, judging by your face, you've never heard no, that either, right? No, no, no. So he said to me, oh, so, yeah, you can snort whiskey. I said, get the hell out of here. He goes, yeah, man, he gets you drunk and high, like high and drunk instantly. I go, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I no. Pat, I swear to God, you did it. He goes to the bar. You guys remember the show Beavis and Butthead? Yeah. We were like human Beavis and Butthead. D- Danny goes to the bar and he orders a, a Bur- shot of Jack, Jack or whatever it was, puts a little straw in it. Come on, we're, there's video of this. Come on, we're doing it. I'm going first. Pat, grown men, like four idiots. We snorted whiskey. You heard the, that's. I mean, I've heard people talk about it, but I can't believe now. It's a thing. Was, it's actually a thing. 
It burns like a mother. Oh, it's got to. Yeah. It bur- you get a big head rush. Yeah. And it does, does get you I, fucked yeah, up. I guess it does. But we'll it, try that later. You, it's a thing. I'm telling you, it's it's absolutely a thing, Tommy. And I was like, so it became this. Like we went around the table. It became sort of like this dare thing. Like Danny yeah, did it yeah, first. Yeah. And when you do it and it hits, you're like, yeah. oh, you know, and you're yeah. standing up like holding your head. And then he's like, all right, man, get in there. It's, and somebody, of course, everybody's got this stupid video. <laughs> camera somebody's shooting it and they give it to me i'm like i can't not do it so i do i'm like oh my eyes are burning oh, man and we went around stony did it we ran around the table and uh it's great and then i researched it and i was just like is this really a it thing makes sense and yeah, i looked you, it up you get alcohol it goes right into your bloodstream yeah, yeah and they said of course if you do it to excess it could yeah, kill you you yeah, don't want to do right, it right because you'll od on the alcohol but it's it's wow. it's a real thing so I, we did that in your honor that night well jeez <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to recommend still corrupting that. people no. <laughs> the whole point to that tune was it was so silly you know I wasn't advocating anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you started that's weird. Something. No, it's true. I guess I never occurred to me that somebody would actually do that. Well, uh, us, yeah. me and Danny Coker, I mean, are the two stupid idiots that actually well, did it. Ozzy snorted the ants, right? Allegedly, you know that's in, the, in I, Motley Crue's Motley Crue's movie. The Dirt came out, and they reenacted that scene, and. Uh, Jakey Lee, who was in Ozzy's band at the time that that allegedly happened, came out after the movie aired and said, I was there. It was not, you know, there was like a crumb on the floor. So it was yeah, not, it was an exaggeration. That's yeah. what Jake is saying. Now, you know, Jake but may have been it, snorting it, stuff. It, it, <laughs> it's know. true. Knowing Ozzy uh, and knowing Ozzy at that period, I I would buy it. I would believe it. You know, I mean, he just was oh, yeah. crazy enough to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Speaking of knowing Ozzy, here's something I always wanted to ask you. Being such a great player as you are, most, if not all of your career has been as a solo artist, yeah. right? Did you ever have the desire to join a band or did people like Ozzy or others reach out to you to, to ever have op- opportunities to join other musicians? When I was uh, in the UK and I think I... My third, my second album was out, and I was chummy with uh, guys in Thin Lizzy, especially Brian Robertson and Scott Gorham. Right. We, you know, we ran around together. And uh, Brian, at the time, injured his hand, and they had a tour opening for Queen in the U.S., which was going to be, for them, their big thing, you know. But Brian couldn't do it. And uh, so I came over to rehearse, to jam with Phil and them. And, and uh, I was just so gung-ho about my own thing. And, and I remember one of my buddies saying, you, you don't want to play with Phil, <laughs> do you? you know? and, and as much as I loved him and everything, I, I said I it was because he so, was he was he was no, deep into. I mean, we know no, I, it had nothing to do with that. It was just Phil isn't wasn't really a player. He was a songwriter and mm-hmm. and a singer and uh, and a rocker, you know. Right. And I was, you know, and I still am reaching for something a little kind of more sophisticated i love what phil did i think he was amazing uh so i uh 
And I did go and rehearse with them, and we played a bit, but uh, it, that didn't work out. And, so and it would have been you and Gorham. And, uh, yeah, me and, and Scott. As the, as the yeah, two guitar yeah. players. I did have Scott play on, uh, on uh, my third album, Putting It Straight, and Brian played on, Brian Robertson played on my second album, Making Magic. So, yeah, I was... Um, and then there was a little thing with Aerosmith. I see you have their T-shirt Love Aerosmith. On. Really? When Joe was out? Uh, Joe wasn't in the band. This was 82, 83, and we did a big tour with them. And uh, I got chummy with Steven. And uh, they had these two other guitar players. In Crespo the and Dufay. Yeah. And I don't think things were working out really good. And, and I kept kind of getting invited one time I found myself with Tommy, right, the drummer? Joey. Joey, Joey. sorry. Oops. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> in his room, just somehow or another, and, and we never really talked. I was chummy with Steven and Tom, the bass player, and, and that was about it, you know. And uh, But one day, because they always rented a, or they got the whole floor, and somebody said, hey, you got to come up. And so I went up, and I'm, in a hotel room with Stephen and and all the guys, and uh, I remember Tom really talking up Stephen, going, "Stephen's great. He brings out great things." Tom and Hamilton. He, Tom Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. But well, at that, well, he probably and had a song because Stephen was notoriously in bad shape at that he time. He was, right. and that was so. You know, I, w- I wasn't interested in getting involved with that thing, and I still, once again, was working on my own thing. But it was obvious that they were looking or thinking about another guitar player and brought me up to hang out with everybody and specifically to hang out with uh, Joey because he kind of called the shots in that department. Right. Well, and then Joe Perry ended up coming back. So yeah. if you would have taken the gig, it would have been really short lived. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, it, nothing yeah. would have worked out there. But I, I love uh, Steve Tyler. He's, you know, people ask me what he's like. I said, if you see him on what TV, you, what you, get. you know what he's like. Yeah, he's I think he's just like that. even I just saw him recently, even at 71, whatever he is. I still yeah. think he's the best frontman singer, yeah. American, he, American rock frontman singer that we have today and here's the thing you know back then when we toured yeah he you know he wasn't in great shape but his voice incredible never abandoned still it just right up until he would pass out on stage right (laughs) after uh uh dream on he sang full balls to the wall i mean i was always impressed with his vocals and yeah, nice guy. Great All right, guy. so this is a one-off for you for Purple, right? Yep. You're just doing this show, this and then one. you've got other dates coming up. People go to your website to see the dates. Yeah, and our Facebook page, and uh, I guess we got Instagram. We got it all. And uh, The real can, Pat Travers. The real So at, I, real I, I do Travers. Twitter. I hit you on Twitter at Pat Travers Band. Is that not you anymore? That's uh, the one drama, I was using at Pat Travers Band on uh, Twitter. I don't know, but I didn't know we had a Twitter. Yeah, well, we somebody do, does, but that's but, what I was yeah. saying. <laughs> Somebody's I, claiming to be you that has it. But. Oh, well, that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got dates. You're going to keep playing. You're yeah. going to get this music out. and Getting then this uh, mu- we, We're going to record a video uh, tape and record a show in uh, uh, the Bay Area in November. 
and I'm going to have Pat Thrall come back and oh, nice. play on a few songs. Yeah. And, of course, you'll see, be able to see Pat and uh, his killer band on board the On the Blue Cruise, yeah, which will be coming be up awesome. in April of next year, which is just such a great environment to see music and mm-hmm. so much fun with all the different bands. And I, I look forward to those every year, even, uh, even ones like that, which not necessarily – all of it's in my wheelhouse as no, far as the I music, know, but, but it's a great setting to be on that ship, and you get turned on to some new things, too, no, so it's a lot I, of fun. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm looking for, That's going to be interesting. It I will think. be. Yeah. It'll be a good time. My thanks to Pat Travers for joining me on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. We'll come back and uh, stay 70-centric with Frank and Punky from Angel next. This, this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Eddie Trunk back with you on this week's Eddie Trunk podcast. Frank Domino, Punky Meadows of Angel. They've been on my show before individually, now on the show together because they are now working together under the band name Angel, reviving the band, the brand, and doing live shows in a brand new record called Risen. To talk all about it, here is Frank and Punky, interview number two on the Eddie Trunk podcast. My good buddy, Mr. Frank Domino, is here. Good doing? to see you, man. Great to see you. Andy. Get up on that mic so we can All hear right. you, buddy. All right. How's there that? we go. Always funny when we got to tell lead singers to make sure they get up on the mic. <laughs> I'm a very quiet guy and does uh, some singing. <laughs> <laughs> Punky Meadows is here. Good to see you, Punky. Hey, Eddie. How's it going? Now you got me curious. I want to know about all these lawsuits and stuff. <laughs> well, he just said there's some... He said... Um, he said he, What he said on the air, which is all I know, is that an, a former member's wife... Do you want me to spoil it? Because I looked it up. Yeah, what's going so on? So it's uh, Picaro's ex-wife, or former wife, because he passed away. Right. Um, and she has been alleging for years now that the rest of the band has been keeping the exact amount of royalties they've been receiving, you know, sort of out of her vision. And she believes it's worth more than what she's been getting. So, oh. so, so there's a lawsuit, and it's getting oh, ugly, God. and it's causing oh. problems in the band, and it's been going on for years. And he said, so they're probably going to be resting Toto for a bit because well, that's a shame. the whole thing he was just telling the whole thing with their song Africa, yeah, which he was saying was always to him like one of his least favorite songs they ever did, and yeah. it's a great a song. Goof, but he just says that's ah, a goofy song, yeah, yeah. whatever. But then Weezer covered it. It's got right. this whole life with young kids now. So he said they're doing these shows. And they're seeing 15, 20 year old kids showing up because. <laughs> of africa and weez are covering it and this that's whole yeah. thing that's funny. so they're gonna go out and play and, and whatever so well we wish them the best yeah, yeah. and danny farrow is here as well who, what's up brother i say danny danny's like the linchpin of all things yeah, angel right. related <laughs> everything revolves around the orbit of danny if you really think about it danny is the reason why we're all sitting here i think right danny now. has resurrected all of us he really is it's the danny oh, farrow resurrection tour so so but danny's story i think is really i mean even though Danny isn't, you know, wasn't an angel back in the day and doesn't have the, the history. Your story in all of this is really important because you were uh, essentially such a huge fan of Angel. Oh, yeah. That sure. you went and sought out Punky initially and, of course, did that great record that you guys did together, thank which you. is yeah, what? Thank you. Thank two, you. three years ago? Yeah. Uh, four 2016, years ago. 2016, I guess. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. 2016. Three, three yeah. years ago. So you yeah. got Punky, you know, for years people ask me whatever happened to Punky Meadows, where's Punky Meadows? Mm-hmm. So you get punky back out there you get right. some live shows going and that record you guys do together and all that which is wonderful 
then my buddy Frank over here, yeah. who every time I go to Vegas, and we have so many, yeah. we're friends and so many mutual friends. Right. Uh, you did your own record, yes, which uh, came out what two years ago? Yes, three years, three years ago, so yeah. around the same right. time as Punkies. just before his came out, yeah. just before Punkies yeah. came out. Yeah. So now we got the lead singer of Angel <laughs> doing a record, we got the lead guitar player of Angel doing a record, and then of course Punky came through Vegas. You jumped up with him, right? right? Yes, yes, I did. Did the tower, and we hadn't yes, done that like call, in yeah. thirty yeah. years or something. Yeah. So that was a big deal. It was a lot of fun. That was cool. Yeah, it was fun. So it didn't take long. I don't think any genius could see the that this is really something stronger together. Maybe let's get the yeah. team sort of together. Let's go mm-hmm. out and play. And as I said before, you got here. You're now out under the name Angel, and right. you've done shows under the name Angel. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, in today's music environment, there is nobody that can be critical of you guys using the name because you have the original lead singer and the original guitar player. You've got bands out there with no original right. members or mm-hmm. maybe just the drummer using right. the name. Yeah, you've right. got the, the two you know, real front guys of uh, yeah. the band here together. Well, and I also think when we started, we, we weren't trying to fool anyone. It was Angel featuring you know, Punky and Frank. So, I mean, we the, everyone kind of knew what was going on. It was the two of us playing some of our stuff our solo stuff and the angel stuff and as we moved forward kept moving forward you know we started to evolve and the the band started to click together more so i mean you know it was only the natural thing to do you know well i mean i think a lot of people were hoping that would happen and could see that happening with you guys both out there so let me ask you this why not did you because you and we all got together what that that award show in Vegas right, about right. three two three years ago, and I got all of you, the original right. band all in the same room doing a podcast, right. which we did a great interview at a great time. And at that point, um, there seemed like the only guy that maybe seemed like he wasn't sure was Greg, right. because Greg has a big business thing going on in his mm-hmm. whole other world these days. But now that you've put this together, you've got mm-hmm. six people in the band. Yeah. But did you think about? Uh, yeah, talking I, to Felix I think, or to Barry? I think the the time to do that uh, that would have been back then, and and if you don't move forward, you know, then everything is is forgotten. I mean, I'm in touch with Barry all the time. He's my brother. I mean, I love Barry. I, I mean, I'll play with Barry anytime, anywhere. Um, I, I always try and get him to do some stuff with me locally and stuff. Uh, but you know, Barry has different issues that he's working through, so uh, he really couldn't commit to do, doing this. And um, and with the other guys, it was like it's more of like time cons- consuming or time constraints. So uh, you know, putting the band together that we have now was the easiest thing to do moving forward. You know, I don't know what the future lies is ahead for us. Uh, I mean, right now the band is sounding great. Uh, Punky and I feel really good about it. We feel great about the album we just did. Um, but we're just moving forward. You know, I mean, um, I, I don't, I don't want to. It's not like we're leaving anyone behind. If anyone wanted to jump on at any time, it would have been when we had that award show. And really. It didn't click. Uh, we talked about that. Talked after, about I remember dis- d- distinctly after we did that interview, which was the first time you guys were all in a room together, I think for uh, in years you had said. But I remember I broke away and I think I did another interview. I think D. Snyder or somebody showed yes. up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but, you, but you guys all went to dinner. Yes. Because yeah. I remember you, Frank, you were yeah. saying, well, this is going to be interesting because we have never you know, right. sat down and had a meal together. And uh, did that dinner go well? It went well, yeah, great. Yeah. Actually, we discussed um, putting names back together and 
Greg was really into it at the time. He said he didn't want to do it. And he said he was even thinking about because I always said we'd have to put money into Angel, you know, to 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 make it work. But Greg said he would be interested in putting money into it too. But then he just never followed up on it. So, and we talked about him guesting on the album too, but he just never followed up on it. So, well, that's, yeah, he, and, and I think that's the, that's the thing as far as following up on 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 the whole. Uh, well, having the real drive to really right, want exactly. to do it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because yeah. it's not it's not. Um, it's not 1978, unfortunately. This is, the, this is the, yeah, exactly right. I mean, and, and some people don't understand that, you know, some guys don't want to go back out there and do it again. They really don't. Right. They don't want to go through the whole thing of doing it. I mean, it would be nice if everyone could do it in their living room, but you can't. Yeah, right. they talk about it like they want to do it, but when it really comes down to doing it, you either shit or get off the pot, you know, you have to do it. And we just, you know, we love what we're doing, so, you know. And you got to be, you got to be willing to want to put the work in because yeah. it's not easy. No, it is People no. think, uh, oh, we're going to get back out there and we're going to have a couple buses and a bunch of yeah. people yeah. and we're right. going to just roll in and roll out. You got to yeah. put a yeah, lot of the just, work yeah, like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I see that all the time with people who have been in bands. There are artists who have, I get asked about every day and haven't done anything in 15, 20, 25 years. And people ask me why I think that is, why I think that is. Because I have a theory that if you sit on the sidelines for a really long time and then you, you get back in into the where the business is now and how the business works and you're not prepared to want to put that work and effort in it's hard. you you don't stand yeah, a ch- you're going to be hard. gone again in 30 yeah, seconds because absolutely. you're gonna, whoa this isn't what i remember it being absolutely yeah. now yeah. punky you can speak to that because you are frank you continued to play I and continue, you were always yes. jamming in vegas right. you were kind of around it you knew what was where it was at but punky we've talked about this forever you were out of the picture for a long time so you got that itch to want to play again and now jumping back into the business as you have for a few years you made your own record what what's your observations of where things are at well you know i always wanted to play i mean i, I never stopped playing guitar as you know you know i played and wrote songs all the time and i used to watch your show and say i should be on the eddie trunk show <laughs> you didn't know how to find you until danny came along and, yeah. and then danny of course danny came along we got the we got and the, then the show got canceled once I know, <laughs> well you got to get that show back I on know, again I, hey but i got an interview on your podcast that's right that's right yeah but yeah but once we you know you know, I had to kind of come to realization what the business was like too, as you said now than it, than it was before. But once I, I did that and got it all together, you know, it was it was cool. I mean, it's tough, but but it's worth it when you get them play on stage with the people. That's what we love doing. I love I love writing music and creating music, you know, and, yeah. and recording and playing. So we were when, just talking about this last night when the both of us were walking down the hallway to the hotel, and both of us are going, "Where the hell are the roadies anyway?" I know. <laughs> we were carrying all this gear. We're carrying all, all this gear. Right. It's I said, just Frank, the two of us now. I said, Frank. Remember the roadies? We even bring our luggage up to the hotel room, and now we got to carry our shit ourselves, man. But that's exactly my point. Yeah. Is there's going to be guys like you know, none of us are kids in this room, right? And, but they're right. Gonna... Speak for yourself. Yeah. Thirty-nine. <laughs> We're big kids. But but the, you're absolutely right. But, but there yeah. are bands that, that that'll come back, like a band like you guys. Your whole history in the the the, the big era was the the seventies, right? And then you the guys come back, and they're like, um, okay, well, you know, where's the buses? Yeah. Like, where's my assistant? <laughs> Right, right, the yeah. room service, the caterers yeah. like, well, it's not yeah, like that. You might be in a dressing room that's got no bathroom, so take a piss now. You know, it, it, it happens. Piss we do the best we can. We do the best we can. We got we, we hire some people to help us
know? point is you got – but if the mentality has to be – Right. And I'm not saying this is the case with any of your former members or anything like that. I'm just saying in general across the board that fans don't understand is right. the mentality has to be that you are you prepared for it yeah, and you, you want to do, do it. You're yeah. doing it for the love of doing yeah. it again. Well, that's the thing. and it's, I think it's in our blood. It's not something that we want to do. It's something we have to do play, as far as playing goes, you know. And so – you don't, you know, you don't mind putting all that work, and we can play in a small hundred hundred seater club and have just the greatest mm-hmm. time playing there as we can playing in front of ten thousand people because it's just we love playing for people and we like to get on stage and do it. So, you know, that's really what it gets down to. I think whether when you say about the drive, it's because you really have to, you yeah, have to really want to do sure. it. I mean, it's Absolutely. not something you know you just you just fantasize about. You got to want to do it. It's the drive to yeah. want to do it and yeah. the drive in the van for the fifteen hours. <laughs> exactly. <back. laughs> Exactly. (laughs) When was the last time, besides when I did that interview with you guys in that award show in Vegas a few years ago? When when was the? Do you guys remember the very last Angel gig with the? The big, you know, the big production, the big band, the, the well, whole. Well, I remember guys. the last Angel show. That, what was that the was... very last Angel show of that? Because you did a version of the band later. There was other, right. but I mean, of the 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 big production well, with all I'm, the guys. The last time Angel played, original Angel played, was uh, on the Marathon tour, and that was in um, eighty, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that was with uh, Mahogany Rush and uh, Humble Pie. That was cool. Um, so was that well, for the White Hot record? Or no, what, we, no, we no. we weren't in. We weren't in costume then, though. We weren't in so we didn't do our stage show then. But when was our last stage show? Uh, yeah, what was the last big all-white stage show, the big... 79, was it? Yeah, probably 79, yeah. And do you remember to... anything about that? Well, the guy, the band stayed together, you just dropped the image. Right, yeah. We dropped the cl- the uh, the white, and uh, we, didn't have the, <clears throat> we didn't have the logo talking, because there was... Uh, there was too many bands on that marathon tour, so. Uh, but that was going to be what was what was it? Bad publicity or the record right, yeah, so called? That was yeah. the cover of that, and it became sinful, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're saying that the the the. Uh, because the bad publicity and the, the original cover for that, which was you guys out of the costumes, right. was event, was scrapped to right. keep mm-hmm. the image of the white and right. all that. Yeah, Neil Bogart said, I didn't sign a punk band. Get back in the studio and give me a pretty face <laughs> picture. Right, but what you're saying is when you went out and toured, you eventually we, still did that. Yes. Well, you know yeah, what happened? We, 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 we kind of felt like we were being typecast. As yeah. did Kiss, you know, they come in with the makeup, that sort of thing. So we thought we'd go out there in our, in our rock clothes and all that, that sort of thing. But looking at hindsight, that was a mistake, really. You know, because well, the, you know, I, the kids I, I, missed us in the costumes. Did, you know, yeah, and, and when I and when I look at pictures of that, we looked like just like any other band. I mean, it was it's a, our image is what made us stand apart from everybody else, which was so great. You know what I mean? Because I look at that image now and I say, wow, that was really cool. You know, back then I see pictures of us and just being in, in rock clothes. It was just, it was like it was it was just mundane. It was like every other band around. I think, so you know, you, you evolved know. too, and I think we probably would have went back anyway if we did a headlining tour. We probably would have went back to the costumes and the and the uh, and the big logo talking any anyway. I mean that was a that was a different kind of tour as well. I mean, we Krebs did that. We, David Krebs did that tour for us. You know, yeah. and as you know, Krebs wanted to sign Angels so bad in the very beginning. You know, he he got us on a, a conference call and said, "If you guys don't sign with me, it's a mental masturbation." You know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So Krebs was a really good guy. He likes so he put he put us on that marathon tour. Yeah. That Are you tour. guys? So for the longest time, we talked about the fact, and I talked about the fact because I never saw the classic Angel lineup in the show. I was too young. I just never saw it. Yeah. But and I always 
like lamented the fact, and so many others did, that there's no pro shot video of any of that stuff. Know, right? yeah. Suddenly, stuff starts coming out. Yeah, Danny, I, was, I yeah. sent you guys some yeah, links. You sent me yeah. some yeah. so, it's Stuff popping up on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, somebody found footage and is starting. To, and they're they're putting like a website across it. Like I don't know what the end game is that they're trying probably to probably trying to with get it. money to license it or something. You know. Yeah, but have you guys seen that stuff? That's popping I have up? seen. I've, I've seen, seen some it. of it. Yeah. Now there is a bunch of footage of us that. What's his name, <clears throat> Danny? What is he? What's his name uh, from? Uh, oh, that, oh, the, the oh, yeah. movie Kurt they're Gooch. trying to do. Uh, Kurt yeah, he showed us a lot of. He has some old, good footage. Really yeah. good Kurt, footage. Kurt is the is the yeah, collector yeah, and the arbiter of finding all that yeah. stuff. Right. So right. that I don't, but I don't know if the angel stuff was coming from Kurt that I saw posted online. He but. has that footage, and he has more that we've seen. Me and Punky uh, saw. I don't. Did you ever yeah, see I saw it, a little yeah. bit of it? He yeah. saw some of it, and. Uh, and uh, the stuff that's being out there, this is some guy had had this this footage that you're seeing, and once in a while he'll release a clip or two. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And, and then I'm, you sent me that that one clip. It was a long clip. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it was great just to see it because I had never even seen outside of the stuff that's <clears> in the Foxes movie. Right. You know, I'd right. never actually even uh, seen it. And I was saying earlier, and I'm sure you guys agree with this, when you talk about the timeline of, of the original band and the look ending around 1980. Right. We, you, I'm assuming you'd agree that if you could have hung in there, you had no idea what was coming down the pike. But if you could have hung on in there a few more years with the birth MTV, of MTV, yeah. we yeah. could have been talking about a very different right. story yeah, right exactly. now. You agree? Yeah. Of course, Absolutely. we were definitely a visual band. You know, yeah. we were we were prime for MTV. But yeah. like you said, unfortunately, we broke up before MTV yeah. came came on. So, but yeah, we were prime for that. And the thing about MTV, it, it broke bands overnight. Before that, you know, you had to go out and tour. You know, like right. Kiss did. You had to tour every city for years and to get a, to build a following up. MTV comes along and they play you twenty four hours right. a day, all day long, and they break you overnight and like boom. that. So yeah. you know, yeah, I just watched a documentary that's coming out on the birth of MTV oh, yeah. and uh, how it all came together and how it was launched in the earliest days and yeah they in the beginning they didn't they were just they'd play anything anybody sent right. to them yeah. because yeah. there was nothing the yeah. same five or six videos over and over again I mean, Pat Benatar was one and I can't remember who yeah. else but yeah but it was exciting to see that though because before that you couldn't see bands unless you watched Ed Sullivan or something back in the day yeah. yeah. and everyone had so many you know, your favorite stuff, bands yeah. you figure how many times have you, have people seen their favorite bands you know what I mean and you can't see them all at once so when you when MTV came out it's wow mm-hmm. you can see you like all your different bands and I just said, I just had Billy Gibbons on this show on Monday from LA and he was saying it, it's funny it's in ZZ Top as a documentary coming out on them and he was saying that I mean, needless to say, MTV played an enormous part. Right. Oh, yeah. ZZ Top's yeah. that whole right. wave of the yeah. Yeah. 10 million records or yeah. whatever. But he said that he, uh, he'll he never forget hearing about MTV for the first time because he said he got a call from Frank Beard, the band's drummer, and like, turn on channel, whatever. He goes, they're running some special for an hour and videos or something. And <laughs> and then Billy's watching. He goes, he's four, five, six hours in. And he calls Frank back and goes, how long is this special run for? He <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize it was a channel. Yeah. Oh, thought it was just God. like a, an hour. <laughs> Someone's playing an hour of music. He goes, we should get our stuff over to them. <laughs> and he's like, I've been up for two days. It's still on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, funny. oh, shit, it's actually a channel. That's oh, funny. That's Who awesome. knew? That's yeah. hilarious. Uh, speaking of video, yeah. have you got you guys? Of course, were signed to Casablanca back in the day. Uh-huh. There's a. Uh, I'm hearing there's a movie coming out on Neil Bogart. Have you guys heard about this? 
I heard a little bit about it. I read about it, but I haven't, haven't heard much His more after that. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. Yeah, I know I know. Gene Simmons was trying to put a, 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 a movie with, about Neil Bogart at one time, but that fell through the cracks, I guess. So I don't this know. is legit. This is this is happening. It's uh, started production very recently. I forget who they have playing Neil. Oh, they, so it's already they, started? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. They just started filming oh. it. Oh, wow. And uh, I forget who they said they had playing Neil Bogart in the in the movie. It's a biopic. Alex, see if you can Google that, and we'll come back with it after break. Uh, Google Neil Bogart biopic and see what you can get on I think it's it. called uh, Spinning Gold. Spinning Gold. Yeah. Which I think is based on a book about Neil Bogart, which I couldn't find, but somebody said there's a book. Yeah, That's I don't really know cool about that. It's a really cool book to read. Yeah. But there's this, it's about him being this sort of P.T. Barnum character. Yeah, back he was a great guy, Neil. I love yeah, he was cool. I love Neil. He was awesome. I didn't, I didn't remember him at all, but I, I mean, I didn't know him at all, but yeah. people have said that he was quite a character, yeah. too. Well, he started Casablanca Records. He he was in, he ran his credit cards up, and he had, I think, a Johnny Carson album out or something like that. You know, uh-huh. he was about to go under, and then, of course, he got, he signed up Kiss, and but they hadn't broken yet either. It took them four or five records to break. And then he got Donna Summer, and, of course, that stuff started to break, and then the Alliance album came out and then next thing you know he was the golden boy of hollywood i mean he was huge and well he was yeah, he also had buddha records which was huge before yeah, yeah before right. casablanca, casablanca right? yeah and he hung with you guys when you think about it by i mean he hung in there with oh, you absolutely. guys, right i mean how yeah. many studio oh, yeah. records were there six yeah uh five studio five in the live one in the live one so that's a pretty i mean g- given yeah. that you guys didn't have the multi-platinum absolutely huge shit yeah. thing that's a pretty Long commitment. He believed in us. Yeah, he really he believed in us. We yeah, sat yeah. down with him at the, at, the, at the last time we had a meeting with him. He said, you know, he was going to forgive the debt that we had. He says, you guys are going to win the war. He, you know, he believed in us. But once he got the axe, you know, Casablanca fell apart. And that he was the heart and soul of Casablanca. And so that, that's what did us in there. But Neil, then, was, Neil was a great guy. He really was cool. Now I think Universal owns yeah. the catalog, right? Because yeah, didn't they do an Angel box set recently? Yeah, of all they, their did. Records? yeah. they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Were you guys involved in any way? No. 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 They, yeah. don't, they don't call us. <laughs> did you get a copy? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, no, I, I got a buy you guys a copy. <laughs> they, <laughs> sent me, they sent me about 10 copies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I'd love I to. I got them to a copy. I, yeah. I'd love to get it. I don't even know where to get it because I yeah. saw it online, but I just, uh, I, I guess, like anything, Amazon would probably have it, but I, mean, I haven't seen so, it in yeah. a store or anything. Yeah. But what did they do to it? Did Danny, is there anything else? Uh, it's it? not remastered, uh, but it sounds, you know, it sounds good. They got. They got some. Uh, I think Dave Dave Reynolds. Uh, I think oh, did oh Dave some Reynolds stuff did the copy I'm not positive if he yeah. did it for that album. Uh, you know, because there's so many. The Rock Candies now is putting out well, White Candies, Hot, Sinful, yeah. and Live Without a Net. I heard about that. So yeah. so Rock Candy, which is I think a Dave British Reynolds has more label. to do with that. Yeah, I yeah. forget who does it. I'll, I'll show it to you. But Rock Candy, which is a British label that does CD reissues and does great stuff. Uh, yeah. Eric Oliver owns that. Yeah. yeah, and they've. I think they now have because they've done the first two records. Yeah, they did. So yeah. I think that, that was a nice package actually. That for. Uh, the first two records that they did yeah so now yeah. i think they're going to end up having the whole catalog and they really do nice packages yeah, yeah they do they'll do new interviews with you guys they'll right. remaster i think you guys can. yeah you guys did uh, remember i said with dave reynolds you guys did a little in yeah, the, I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i talked with dave yeah, reynolds yeah, yeah. 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 is there any stuff on the live without a net that didn't make the record uh is there any extra i'm songs? sure there is but i don't know it's been so long i can't remember yeah, it'd be great if they. You know, we like some we extra did uh, I know. Uh, off that um that that tour we did uh, so cold and, and a couple right. of other tunes that, some demos we were, that we, we did. that we were going to do on the next album and we played them live. <clears throat> 
So I don't know if it's on. It might be on the, on that uh, on the might be an outtake out there. I'm not sure. Those mm. demos are out there though. I've yeah, those demos are out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait, what did you find out about Alex about the Neil Bogart film? Neil Bogart biopic Spinning Gold. Oh, I found out a bunch about it, but there's a long article to dig into. Okay, so but, but it's does it have a te- uh, it's in production now? I think right. It is in production now. Um, Samuel L. Jackson heads the cast. There's going to be a oh, bunch wow. of people oh. doing. Neil was white. No, I think. No, I, you can't be he, Samuel Jackson can't be playing. No, no, no. There's, there's, playing there's a whole um, bunch of people involved. In was, uh, um, yeah, so there's going to be there's going to be cameos from people playing people, obviously in these acts: Kiss, Parliament, Village People, Isley Brothers, Gladys Knight, Bill Withers, Curtis Mayfield. They don't say Angel. Uh, not, Who's playing Punky and Frank? Uh, we, better ring that, we better ring them up. Somebody yeah, better get on it now. It's in production, Danny. We got to get on. You're the, the linchpin. Get the in there. On the get on the phone to Hollywood right now. <laughs> so Samuel L. Jackson's going to play George Clinton. Uh, oh, Keenan yeah. Thompson that's, is that's perfect. Keenan Thompson is playing Barry Gordy. Jason Isaacs is playing Al Bogert, which is uh, his father. Jason Derulo is Ron Isley. The list goes on and on and Who's on. Who's playing on. Neil Bogart? I'm trying to find it. There's there's a lot I in here. I thought somebody told me Neil Patrick Harris, but I could be wrong. I think you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, maybe you're right. It, it's it's right amazing that. that that's not at the top of the article. But yeah, I think I they it's just crazy, announced that. Neil Patrick Harris is playing Kiss co-manager Bill Oh, oh that's right. right. That's yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'll figure it out in the break, though. Does Gene have 5% on the movie? Or I'm anything? sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're saying kiss in the movie, I'm getting a cut. That's right. But you know, biopics are all the rage now. Everybody's looking to do a biopic. Yeah. And I don't, I, when it first hit me, I'm like, who is there going to be a lot of people interested in a biopic about a record executive? I mean, unless you really follow the music industry, yeah. nobody knows who Neil Bogart right. is right. in the general public. It's not like the Queen movie. It's right. like, so I, I don't know where the audience is for this, but somebody said that the story is going to be so compelling that the, they'll find a way to sell it. So, yeah. Should be interesting. Hollywood is all hopped up about anything that's a music biopic that they can do. I was just, I'm in LA every month and it's all I hear from the people. And, and I've met some producers that are looking to do biopics on bands right now. So, wow, wow. Uh, until a couple fail yeah, you and know, don't the, make money and the bottom falls the, the out. The Queen thing went so well, now everyone wants to jump on the. On the, uh, the Queen one, the yeah, Elton one. Yeah. Although I didn't like the Elton one, but the Elton yeah. one did well. Yeah. And then the Motley Crue one, Motley Crue, nobody yeah. really knows how that did because it was Netflix, it was Netflix so there's yeah. no stats. But. By all accounts, it did well. Right. Yeah. So we know if Hollywood sniffs sniffs some money, just like mm-hmm. the music industry, they're going to chase it, and that's exactly. what they're doing. So, yeah. Danny and Punky and Frank from Angel talking a little Angel and uh, band is back. Yes, we're back. You're back. We are. we are back. New record. New record. New record. Coming yeah. in October. Tell us about it. When did it come together? Who Now, you guys start playing a little bit together, and you yep. guys go out and played live. First thing that happened was you went and played live. By the way, I just have to say this for the record. Um, if anybody follows my travel schedule and what I'm doing, it's, it's insane. The last three, four years have been the most insane schedule of my life on the road. And I'm blessed to have all the work. Trust me, I'm not complaining. But... Every time know, you guys have say, played yeah. know, in my backyard, yeah, it's like by design, <laughs> just so you know, it is nothing personal. Oh, no. I love you. That's why you, I welcome you on my show every time, because I love. I wouldn't let you in here if I didn't like you. Well, your best friend was there. Eric, Eric is your there brother. all the time. My brother. And always there. at the Don's shows. There all the time. Every, your and they all come back. Like, yeah, the guys were asking about you. I'm like, you did tell them I'm in like yeah, LA yeah. or Florida or Houston or That's Oklahoma hilarious. or whatever. It's just the timing has 
has sucked, but I will get there and I want to yeah. get there. Yeah, cool. yeah. And uh, now it's maybe it's better I stay away because it seems to be building. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, staying yeah. away is keeping it. <laughs> yeah, it's back to the angel thing now, so which is really cool. But the vibe of you guys, the decision. Tell me about the decision because, as I said, you were out individually doing yeah. your own things. Where did and then you started doing some stuff together? When was it just? Was it a conversation? Was it a meeting? Or is it just like, yeah. this makes sense, let's just do it? Well, I think we talked about it the, the last time we were on the show. I said it's the, you know, it was the natural progression, I think, for us to, to do the next thing, which was to make a record and, yeah. and write together and see what happens. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you keep playing the same stuff. So you want to, you want to grow a little bit more. And, uh, instead of doing our own individual records again, we decided let's make an, like, like write, the three of us write some stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, make another, uh, uh, record, uh, an angel record. Let's and Danny see. got out and got us a deal with Cleopatra. So uh, yeah. you got to give him his props. You know, yeah. you, know. you don't have uh, to Tom do that. Tom Kiefer's new record's yeah, coming out Cleopatra. on Cleopatra. Yeah. He was just, uh, Raven about good the song too i heard that yeah he was just t- he was just yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. that because he was here a week or two ago so he was saying great stuff about that label yeah yeah they're, yeah, they're great, great people label, man yeah. Yeah, uh brian and us, yeah. tim awesome people you know yeah. we all had a conference call and yeah. uh it worked out great they're really good guys and they're really and, excited yeah. about the band and us they love the band so it was a no-brainer you know what i mean because we were looking at other companies too but these guys were just so into us and that's what you want you want somebody that's really into the band well, wait till you know? hear these guys on the album i mean frank never sounded better and punky's crazy man all over i mean this it's great stuff it's uh we, What's the we title got of the record again? Risen. Risen, right. You know, we got together, us three, wrote 15 brand new songs. We worked really hard on it, and uh, and, and, and we couldn't even pick one to release today. We, fi- we figured we'd mix it, do a little heavy and, and melodic, but there's so much on this album, you know. it's uh, It's got from uh, real melodic to really heavy, you know. It's It's got everything. It's so, very diverse. So yeah. It's always was. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah, But we mixed it all into one almost, you know. You yeah. know, you got the, from the beginning, they were a little... Heavier than they yeah. went to, so right. we utilized that and made you know let's let's do it all you know. So we the fans, I, I believe any Angel fan will find something on this album that they're really going to love, if not all of it. I think they'll love all of it. But you know these guys sound amazing. The band really kicked ass. You got Charlie Calv on keyboards, Steve O'Jane on bass, Billy O'Rico on drums. Who I know, you know Billy and, for uh, years. Yeah, yeah. So these guys all did a great job, and and we're really proud of the album. And, and you're back to wearing the white, right? Yeah. 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 The album's very diversified, too. It's the kind of album you can put on and listen from the beginning to the end, because it, it just goes up and, I mean, it's all over the place. It's, everything's so different on it that it's it, it's fun to listen to. It's a fun album. Now, are you, you I know you're doing The White again. Are, is there any, I mean, I know it costs money to yes. do the stage production stuff, but is that a goal down the line? If this keeps going and progressing and money comes in, would you like to bring yeah. some of those elements in if you can? I, I would love to. I mean, I, I you know, I don't know which ones of the which which one of the elements we'll bring in but yeah i mean you know like anything else we're you know we're progressing as we go along it's almost like and starting I, over yeah again, right the early yeah. days well you know yeah. technology has come a long way too so there's so many things you can do on stage with lighting and all kinds of things now with scrims behind you so there's all kinds of things you can do now for for shows you know right it would probably be a lot easier to make the yeah. talking head yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly and yeah. it was a warren entner's face we were just talking about that he yeah. had a gap between his teeth i think maybe that was really david letterman i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's 
awesome, man. Uh, well, the this, this stuff sounds great. The record comes out in October. You can pre-order it now, right? Yes, you yeah, can. On Amazon, so go to Amazon. Yeah. Is that where to, yeah. to yeah. get it? In yeah, fact, we- I believe uh, the song Under the Gun will be on iTunes tonight, so look out for that. Yeah, for sure. So the, the song will come out really... The first song to come out under the angel name in a really yeah. long time, yeah. Yeah. and and just the the writing, you guys probably Frank and Punky hadn't written together in a really long no, time, no, right? No. Now you each guested on each other's right. records yeah. recently, but to actually sit down and write and a write record, together, yeah, come back like riding a bike or what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was always, great. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. I mean, yeah. you know, writing is fun, is a funny thing. Some songs write themselves quickly. Right. Other songs you got to spend a little more time on, you know. But yeah. I mean, everything came out great, and so he did an amazing job on, on writing the lyrics and stuff, and, and really, really good so yeah we're excited and the other thing is your is that both of you guys can still do what you what have do? done yes. well <laughs> even better i think it's better myself Monkey's playing yeah. frank's voice i mean just yeah. just killer so yeah. that's the good thing if we're talking about a band coming about oh man these guys i mean they still have it do they still have <laughs> yeah. it no and if people have seen you live you can absolutely yeah. still do it which right. is great you still yeah. giving vocal lessons yes Frank? i am in yeah. Vegas, you yeah. do that? Yeah. I started doing some stuff on Skype, too, which was uh, challenging at first, but I got a handle on it now. So it's, it's yeah, it's it's always fun. Doing vocal lessons reminds me of what I got to do again, too. Is, you know, it's a, it's a reminder. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. I, man, I wish I, I got to take some lessons. I wish absolutely. I, could, <laughs> I wish I could do anything, man. I wish I could just play, smoke you on don't the play, water. You don't play guitar, nothing, or nothing. Man. I can't. That's why I do this, Danny. Yeah. You, did, you did this really well, though. So oh, be proud oh, of that. Yeah. Thank you. But I've got yeah. all these artists that give me cool guitars and stuff. They're hanging on my walls. <laughs> I could just play a just a plink one note, you know. Actually, an episode of my. Uh, the sh- I was just telling you, I was just in Vegas, yeah. and I shot an episode of this Access show that I'm doing, which you guys said off, we were talking off air, yes, I was wearing an angel hat in one, yeah. you guys said you heard of it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was so yeah, cool. Yeah, I saw the picture. I so saw, this yeah. show I do on Access TV, I did this uh, this show, Trunk Fest, I, I did an episode in probably the most non-rock one I've ever done, <laughs> which was at a festival called Hangout, if you watched it, it aired a couple weeks ago. It was on a beach, 19-year-old people running around, EDM, Cardi B, and I'm doing all my host raps wearing an angel baseball hat. That's awesome. Just as a message to the rockers, I'm still yeah. with you guys. That's, that's cool. That's and uh, awesome. I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys heard about it, because yeah. I yeah. did as well. I got like a bunch of emails like, is that an angel logo on your hat? That's awesome. that's and then cool, the though. next question was, where do I get yeah, one? And right. I said, I don't know, because I don't know who gave it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's custom made. Then, I guess, right? Yeah, we're going to have to get some. But I think yeah, that right. was a fan that actually made that thing wow. and gave it to me at you could be that right. Was really yeah. cool. yeah, that was, was impressive. We really yeah. dug that. We love you, man. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool. my way of saying it's nothing personal about not making the shows, guys. Look, yeah. I'm representing <laughs> on TV, too. <laughs> Again, pre-order that record coming out in October. You can pre-order it now. Just Amazon? Is that the best place to Amazon, go? yeah. I think they're going to uh, premiere the song tonight. You could download it on, uh, or get it on iTunes. Uh, Cleopatra Records, great guys. and. Yeah, October 4th. That's when the release is. And, and there's yeah. also vinyl, too, double vinyl. Oh, album. double vinyl album. Yeah, yeah. it's a gatefold open stuff. It's white vinyl. It's really cool. And yeah. you mentioned off the air, in addition to all the new original songs like we just heard, you actually did a re-record of Tower, yes, of the, the Tower. tower yeah. yep. 
And what what did now? I haven't. I had a chance to listen to it yet, but did you do anything dramatically different to it? It's a little heavier, I guess, yeah. probably sounding because, of course, recording's different now than you, was back you know then, what but. is different. Uh, it's got the parts that were on live without a net yeah. incorporated into the studio version now. Oh, so, okay. like, there's a heavier part in live without a net in the be- in the middle, and also it's got a cool little keyboard intro that's in there. You know, when the music kicks in, mm-hmm. so we we put that in there. But they kind of wanted to, us to keep it close to the original as well for licensing and stuff. Very cool. All right, we got some people that want to say hi. We got a few minutes here before we have to wrap up, so let's get to these phone calls of Angel fans. I want to say hi to you guys. We start with Tim, who's in Dallas. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Tim? Hey, not not much, not much. Hey, where was the Angel at Midnight reportedly filmed? And the reason I ask is I got a gig poster from Randy Gregg, who got it from you, Frank. Yes. And it's for Santa Monica Civic Center in 76, and it actually says Angel at Midnight. Yeah. And was that the show? That was the show. That was the very first Angel at Midnight show, yeah. And then we did some filming, too, on on a stage lot, too. And also we did some filming. Well, that was for the... the, the supposedly movie that oh, right, never yeah. was <laughs> was Angel was Angel at Midnight the movie or no no Angel that? at Midnight was just the the show well, we did well you did a we, show we at we midnight did, yes and we, we went on stage at midnight at Santa Monica Civic uh, okay so. all right well there you go thank you Tim uh, let's say hello to uh, let's see here Dave who's in Pennsylvania has been waiting a long time go ahead Dave Dave hey guys how you doing pretty um, good. Eddie, you kind of stole my thunder. I was going to ask about the uh, Neil Bogart biopic, but I have some other questions. Oh, sure. Okay. I'm curious if you guys ever toured with Kiss. No. Never played no. with Kiss. No. Kiss would not let you us think? play with them. <laughs> yeah, was, Punky has told that story before because Gene, of course, had a, uh, those guys, you know, saw you guys early on, suggested yes. you to Casablanca and all yeah. that. But there was like a mandate is that band's never playing with us, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah and I think it was, you know, we're on the same label. It's just, you know. It's, well, Neil uh, called us back after we, we, we were, you know, getting that, looking for the record deal. And he said, I'll tell you what, I'll sign the band side unseen because Gene Simmons says under no circumstances will Angel ever open for a kiss? <laughs> that's a ba- that's a nice badge of honor to wear for sure, man. That's pretty cool. Let's say hello to yeah, Bill. It's cool that it doesn't pay the bills. Well, so. it didn't help you, yeah. <laughs> Bill in Jersey. Hey, hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, what's up, man? All right, uh, uh, Punky. Yeah. Did you meet Jimi Hendrix at, at Electric Lady Studio? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, it wasn't Electric Lady. It was a record plant. I, I happened to be in uh, New York one weekend when I was just a kid, and and Hendrix came walking. See Paul scene, um, and Rick Derringer was playing. Was the was a house band there, and Hendrix came walking in. And he had just lost Mitch Mitchell and Reddinall Redding, so he was looking for a, a band to, to record. So he knew we were in a band. So he invites up to the studio for th- three days. So we were um, in the studio with Jimi Hendrix, and I mean, it was like a dream come true because Hendrix was a god to me, you know. And it, it was just the, the coolest time of my life. But yeah, it was awesome, man. Did you actually? Did, did get he to- keep asking you about your name? Where did you get that name? Because that's what I read. Where did I've, you get the name Punky? I've had that my whole life. I mean, my my parents were nickname prone, I guess. But I, there's pictures of me Punky at one, Punky at two. You know, oh, so, really? Yeah, I've had that Your my whole life. Your parents called you Punky? Yeah, I've had that my whole life. I was born with with that name, so you know. That is why. That was made up. <laughs> Wow. There's also a book out called Punky, A Mouse for a Day. <laughs> Pick it up. It's really cool. It's about this mouse. Every day he gets bigger and becomes a squirrel the next day, then you know a dog wow. the next day, and he gets bigger and bigger. And finally, at the very end, it's a question mark. How big will he get? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, thank you for that call. Let's say hello to Chris, who's in St. Louis. Hey, Chris, you're hey, on Chris. with the guys in Angel. What's going on? Hey, Punky and Danny. It's your buddy Chris from uh, Contamination Fest. How are you? Hey, what's, hey, up, what's up, man? How are you, brother? 
I'm doing great, man. I just want to tell you guys congrats on the new record. I'm very proud of you. I knew this was something that was going to happen. Oh, thank, thank you so man. much. Thanks a lot. I, Appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm really, really happy for you, and I'm, I'm imagining that this is probably going to be something that all of us are going to be just completely blown away by. Oh, you will be. It's awesome. And we're going to be out that way pretty soon out in the Midwest again, too, and we're also doing the well, uh, West Coast, so we'll be out there. Oh, well, I, I'll be looking forward to hanging out with you guys again. Cool, awesome, man. man. Take care, Chris. Good talking to you. Thanks, hey, Chris. Yeah. Did you All right, have, we'll see you. All right, man. Uh, Angel, back in the day, your biggest audiences in America were the Midwest. Was that where you did really yeah. well? Midwest yeah. and the East Coast, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And yeah. the East Coast. Yes. Well, you know, the Midwest is where everybody toured, started the tours, because Midwest, you know, Cleveland rocks. I mean, that's, the Midwest was the best for all bands, yeah, because really they were, was, you know, yeah. that was just, they just love Saint rock Lewis, and roll. Yeah. I mean, look, look at Cleveland, the rock, rock and Roll Hall of Fame is out there. I mean, yeah. the Midwest was the best, it really was. I remember talking to Scott Gorham of Thin Lizzy and asking him about what, you know, about touring back then, and he said, we did great until we saw water. I said, what do you mean? He goes, East and West Coast, (laughs) nobody gave a shit. As long as there was no oceans, he said, we did great. That's funny. Great business in the middle of the country. That's funny. He said, as long as we saw no ocean on the waters, we were all good. We were pretty pretty cool on both West Coast and East Coast, so people dug us. I just saw, somebody sent me a photo of the Palladium here in New York City, which I went to shows at as a kid. It's no longer there. And the marquee was, I think it was, uh, I don't remember what order, but it was Angel. Oh, Angel Judas Priest? No, it was Angel Stars oh, Piper. Piper, right. Oh, yeah. Piper, yes, we, we, right we, yes. We would have yeah. headlined that. We yeah. had I believe you did. Yeah. And Billy Squire's first band, which I still love those two yeah. records. Yeah. And Angel I was like, man, if I could have a time machine, I would love to see that show. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great venue yeah, that place it was. Really it was really was. awesome. Yeah. It was a cool place. I would love to have seen that show. Jeff, uh, go ahead, Jeff, in Ohio. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Good to talk to you guys. What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's happening, Jeff? Uh, not too much, man. I'm lifelong Angel fan. I'm actually sitting cool. in Target parking lot. Ah. <laughs> cranked up. Man. <laughs> you wait until October 4th for the album to come out, right? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta sit yes, in Target. He's pre-ordering in Target. He's going to be sitting in that parking lot till the 4th, right? <laughs> That's but, awesome, uh, man. Quick, yeah, quick question. When you guys do tour in the United States, Please, please, please don't bypass Cleveland. Please, we'll play anywhere. <laughs> Believe me, it's it's not up to us. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I, unfortunately, it's not up to us. I mean, we'll we're ready to play anywhere, and and and, and anyone who wants us will go there. But, That's the uh, same old story I tell fans yeah. all the time. You guys don't pick where you play; the, yeah. it's where no. the offer is. Right. Two more quick calls before we run out of time. I want to get these folks in. We only have two minutes left. Steve in Michigan, go ahead, Steve. Hey guys, Funky Frank. Hey Steve. Hey Steve. Oh, uh, how you doing? Good. Uh, I've been a huge fan since the early days. Cool. Cool. My, Real quick, uh, Steve, favorite, go ahead because I'm angel. short on time. I, my favorite uh, Angel album is White Hot. Are you guys doing Under Suspicion on this tour? Not on this tour. We almost we almost, <laughs> did. We almost we did. We worked it up. But we, there yeah. wasn't enough time for that, but we almost did it. We worked it up. It sounded great. But it, um, It'll probably be on one of the tours, but uh, it's not on this one, this particular one. Sorry. That's a great song, though. It's a cool but song. hang in there. <laughs> Eric in New York, real quick, Eric. Yeah, Punky, I want to ask you something. You you made an album before Angel by a band called Bucks. Right. We Come to Play was the name of the album. Does Eddie know about that album? 
and if he doesn't, he needs to get a copy. I've never it's heard it, but record. I'm aware of it. But I've actually never heard it. it. Yeah, that was Ralph it's Mormon. A great that, record. That was Ralph Mormon, the singer who later Joe Perry Project. Right after yeah. after that, and Ralph and I worked together for a long for a couple of years. Um, and it was originally the band was called Daddy Warbucks, but we couldn't use that name, so it was shortened to Bucks. But uh, yeah, the, and, and uh, Jack Douglas produced that album, so uh, that was a fun album. And Ralph, of course, is a great singer. So wow. all right, well, great guys. Thank you, man. This was so much fun. By the way, Neil Bogart is going to be played by a Broadway actor named Jeremy Jordan in that oh, movie. So cool. there's all kinds of information online. That cool. is, awesome. They better get some love for Angel in that. That's absolutely. Right, man. Danny, absolutely. get on it right I'm now. On it, man. Get on I smashed Danny Farrell. Guys, it's great to see you. Same Thanks for having us, uh, Congrats on the new song. Thank new you. record is coming in October. Everybody pre-order now. Angel Risen is the title, yeah, right? Yeah, Sounding great. It's always good to see you. Well, my thanks to Frank and my thanks to Punky and earlier my thanks to Pat Travers and thank you for listening. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Eddie Trunk. There's Instagram at Eddie Trunk fan page on Facebook. And of course, EddieTrunk.com is my official online home. All of my appearances are there. All the information you need about stuff coming up and music news updated daily. So be sure to check it out when you get a chance and be sure to listen each and every Thursday for a new episode of the Eddie Trunk podcast. If you're attending Exit 101, 11. I'll see you this weekend in Tennessee. And if you're on board the Megadeth cruise, I'll see you on board that at various points as well. You guys have a great week and I'll catch you next Thursday. Thanks to Katie Irizarry. She puts it all together for me and I'll catch you in a week. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.